Hey, Richie here, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mind of an Entrepreneur. And this one is a little deviation from our usual entrepreneurs because it's about me. And I can't figure out another way to get this this audio recording onto my website than to put it on Anchor. So thank you, Anchor, for making my life so much easier. Today, it's a 15-minute conversation with uh, this radio spot called Amazing People Radio and an amazing host. His name is Casey. And I talk about my book, my mission, and what I'm doing right now with my life. So I hope you enjoy it. And sorry, I, but I am an entrepreneur, so it's okay. Because it's about me, this one. Enjoy. Bye. And I'm so excited to tell you about my new book, Simply Amazing. You'll hear the story of what I've been up to the last few years. But more important, you'll hear from 10 amazing people who will inspire you with the strength of the human spirit. People who go through challenges and come out on the other side only better. Nothing amazing about me. What's amazing is that I get to talk to amazing people. All in the book, Simply Amazing. Simply Amazing, the first book from WMAP, and your author, yours truly, Casey Armstrong. And that's the truth, guys. Guys, I got a great guest coming up right now. I'm happy you're with us. Richard Pryor is a comedian from the 70s, but Richard Pryor is also an author uh, who wrote The Warriors of Life, and he's a happiness mentor and a real inspirational guy, somebody who's really helping people and uh, someone I'm glad to have on the program. Uh, his website is richiepryor.com, and he's been through his share of challenges, so uh, don't think that life was easy for him just because he had the name Richard Pryor. Um, he, uh, he's got some, some pretty serious things to talk about, and um, I'm, I'm blessed to have him on the program. So guys, with no further ado, it's my honor and my privilege to bring to WMAP Mr. Richard Pryor. Richie, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Casey. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. This is great. Hey, man. You know, I, I admire you. I mean, you have been through something that uh, a lot of people probably wouldn't have gotten through. Yeah. Uh, three and a half years ago, I lost uh, my son suddenly. He was 27 years old. And he passed away in his sleep. And uh, my wife and I, you know, we we didn't think that we could come back from that. It was nothing that any parent should ever, ever have to uh, deal with. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I can, I can, I, I can't understand. No, I, I don't understand what, what what that would be like. But um, uh, just you know, just uh, knowing uh, to to love somebody and. Uh, I mean, to love, uh, you know, your son or your daughter, uh, that, I mean, how do you get, how do you get through that challenge, my man? Uh, it wasn't, it was far from easy. My wife and I, we spent a year and a half just struggling. We had a, a couple of instances where we joined a support group locally, and that only lasted a couple of weeks. And after that, we were kind of on our own. You know, we had very little support from uh Family and friends, they were there for a while, but any, everybody kind of went on with their own life after that. And my wife and I were there with our, our, our only son left now, Matthew, just like, what do we do now? So I took it upon myself to kind of like figure out a way. And I started reading a lot of books and doing a lot of research and how people cope 
you know, with grief, especially parents. I think I read every book under the sun about, you know, parents that lost children and the bereaved parent and what, what you go through, the stages of grief and all that stuff. And during my journey, I woke up one day and I was at a seminar and um, the guy speaking said, hey, it's, you know, the meaning we give to things is what makes us, you know, go forward in life. And at the point I was, you know, I was struggling with bouts of depression constantly, drinking, the doctors gave me a nice uh, big supply of antidepressants and I was numb for a year and a half. But as soon as I changed the meaning of the loss of my son to something different, that's when my world started changing. And before that, you know, the meaning I gave it was, uh, why did this happen? What did I do? I must have done something really bad in a previous life for this to happen to me and my wife and my other son. And, um, yeah. and then at some point, it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe this, there's a silver lining in this darkest cloud and ended up realizing that the silver lining was that this was supposed to put me on my purpose in life, which was to help other parents struggling, especially with grief, you know, to help them find wow. happiness. Because during that year and a half where I was, you know, depressed and I just didn't care about anything, anyone, my biggest, the thing I feared the most was not finding happiness again. The illusion of happiness, I would never be happy ever again in my life. And that scared me. You know, what else is there to life? You know, we, we strive to pursue happiness. And the thought of not having that ever again was like something that I was trying to come to grips with. Yeah, and you're trying to, you know, numb yourself. Um, how about your relationship with your wife? Um, did, did it make you come closer or was it more stress, uh, more depression? Uh, how does something like the death of a child, uh, what does that do to a relationship? So for us, it made us even stronger. I mean, we, we, we've been together, we're going to be 30, 31 years together, married 20, 29. She'd yell at me if she knew I was trying to figure this out. But you know what, Casey, all the, all the research I did during this journey I was on was that 85, 90% of the parents just can't cope, you know, with that loss. They do the blame game, one another, you know, you should have did something, you should have did something. And my wife and I said to ourselves, our son Richie would never have wanted that for us. So that's why we made it a point. And, and one of the hardest things on my journey as a dad losing a child was that as a dad, as a father, as a man, we, we're, we're constantly trying to fix things. That's what our jobs are. We fix broken right. things. That's what we do. Yeah. We try to, yeah. And, and I couldn't <laughs> fix this. I couldn't fix myself. You know, my wife's crying every day, so I cried with her, and we kind of went on like that for a long time until I made it a point to say, okay, I can't fix her because what's broken, I can't bring my son back. So what I can do is I can get myself better, find the resources, and then, then help her. You know, you, a lot of people say that uh, when someone writes a book, that they're trying to show something, they're trying to teach, uh, or they're trying to uh, make a point or something like that. But in in essence, what really happens sometimes is that the author is the one that learns something. And it appears to me that you're the one uh, that learned 
found your true self and your purpose um, through writing this book. So true. You just you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, the, the intention was the book. I, I got all these resources and went on this discovery for a year and a half, and I put it all together, but I poured it into the book because I wanted to help other parents that were in, that are in the situation yesterday, today, probably in a few minutes from now, that are on this journey that they don't know what's going on. They're numb. Their world has been flipped upside down. They want to know why, why, why. And I don't, I, I could never answer that question. I could only tell you the meaning that I reframed the whole the tra tragedy for was that I was here to help others. And that's, that's my purpose. And that's, that's why I wrote the book. And the book is a, it's a workbook. It gives them resources and exercises to do to help them figure out in their own way how to, how to get through that grief because there is happiness on the other side. And that's wow, what that, that's awesome. So you're yeah. saying like when people buy the Warriors of Life, if they go to RichiePrior.com and they pick up the book, um, there are like uh, exercises uh, that you can actually write down in in the book. It tells you to do stuff like that. Tell yes. Yes. Yeah, so almost in every chapter, there's exercises that I walk the person through. Uh, one of them is um, Who's Got Your Six, and that deals with friends and family. Some of them supporting you, and some of them aren't. So I go through an exercise of finding out who's the dark energy in your life and who brings you light, and figuring out a way to to start getting more of the ones that are giving you that energy, giving you you know serving you and and, and making you happier. And I just I go through that whole exercise in the book, and then there's a bunch of different other ones, but that's just one of the ones for instance, and it, it it's very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, guys, if you're just tuning in, I'm speaking with uh, Richard Pryor right now. He is the author of The Warriors of Life, and he is uh, what they call a happiness mentor. Uh, what, what is a happiness mentor? Uh, I, I thought it was a coach. I thought it was a coach, but, but then um, that's not what it is. Yeah, well, it, nobody needs a coach. The only people that need a coach are baseball, <laughs> football players, hockey players, basketball players. They need coaches. So... I am a certified coach, but I wanted to be something different. So I thought happiness mentor, because that's what I struggled with the most. And the depression in this world is, I think it's going to be the second leading cause disease in the next couple of years, according to the World Health Organization. And a happiness mentor is helping people find happiness on the other side of the challenges, whether that be relationships, careers, spouses, children, any kind of unhappiness they are. It's just working with them to find out how to get them to that next level and move beyond it. Yeah, I, I, I know that uh, your depression was it was um, debilitating. I mean, um, you know, you, you you told me that you um, you self-medicated, you, um, you know, took a step out of life, you kind of isolated too, uh, but then there was something in you or something that happened that made you get out of that. What was that? Was it, was it a voice that, tell me what it was. Was it your son? It was, it was, it was the meaning I gave to the event and it was my son. I wanted to make him proud. Yeah. You know, I wanted to make his life mean something. 
and I wanted to keep his memory alive. That's why I um, wrote the book. That's why I'm working on another book, and that's doing the happiness mentoring. And it just, it's all for him, because I know that's what it, what he, that's what he would have wanted for me. He would have not that's wanted awesome. me to be unhappy. He was happy. He loved life, and seeing me sad—that's disservice to him. And I could not do that to him. But it took me a while to find that path. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, no one's going to fault you for that, guys. Uh, Richard Pryor—he's the author of uh, *Warriors of Life*. And go to richiepryor.com for more information. Uh, Richard, we uh, wow, we we went over time here, but I hope you come back because you're a great guest and you're helping a lot of people. But before you leave, can you tell me a little bit about your son? Uh, tell me what he was like. Um, you know, Rich, I, I, I'm, I'm sure he was uh, something pretty special. Richie was Richie was my best friend. Richie was my best friend. He loved to laugh. We just loved hanging out. He loved playing games on the computer. He owned his own house. He just he just enjoyed life like I've never seen anybody enjoy life. And that was and throughout his life, you know, I had him for 27 years. And I thought I was supposed to be the teacher. And in in the end, he taught me so many valuable lessons about living living our lives with no regrets and enjoying every moment here. Wow, incredible. Mm -hmm. um, what yeah. a great story. Richard, I hope you come back. Um, I'd love I, I that. I think uh, what, you, what, what you're doing is, uh, is helping so many people because this happens more than we would like it to happen. Um, and you've been through it and uh, I, I just really appreciate it man thank you so much Casey this was a, an honor for me just to be able to tell you about my son because you know in the end that's I love talking about my my, my boys well uh, me too man you're definitely one of the world's most amazing people guys go get the warriors of life at richiebrier.com and guys uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes uh, Richard Pryor will uh, hopefully be back and we'll get to pick his brain a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> Richard, God bless you, man. Definitely one of the world's most amazing people. Terrific. Thank you so much. God bless you too, Casey. Take care. You too, my friend. Hey, Richie here, and I want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if there are any other entrepreneurs out there that, are, that have an amazing story, that they overcome adversity, challenges, and obstacles, please send me an email at uh, what's up at richiepryor.com, W-H-A-T-S, up at richiepryor.com. And in the subject line, put uh, podcast. I'll put whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Just send me an email at that address. If you're an entrepreneur, you got an amazing story. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, I love my guests. And uh, thanks again for listening. Peace out.